When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I'm your co-host Tom Bilyeu and I'm here with my lovely wife, Lisa. Hey babe, wow! I what know, the hell? I wanted to shock you. That was shock. Hey, but you know the that. camera's not filming by the way, you know that. Right? I didn't know that. The A camera. That's oh, cool. boo. <laughs> You're so cute. Boo. Um, what's up Bilyeu? What is up? Saying you look a little bar humbuggy. You say that, but I have the Christmas most Christmas sweater. spirit ever. Only one of us opened the door to a delivery person wearing a Christmas onesie and Santa hat. Oh my God, that's over. Can I tell the story? <laughs> I think that was the story. Oh, so yes, basically Tom um, is wearing his onesie on the weekend, Christmas onesie, because oh, yeah. we're massive Christmas buffs. And someone knocks at the door, I've got my Santa hat on. And I'm I think in- it's my sister. Yeah, Which technically th- it was. They just so happened they got there at exactly the same time. Right. Yeah. But it was a delivery. And she's like, this isn't for you. You check the name. You're like, oh, no, it's my brother-in-law's. And then she's like, yeah, because you're, you're Tom Bilyeu. Yeah. And it was so funny because you're literally standing there in your onesie yep. and your Christmas Santa hat. <laughs> and the woman recognizes you. It was amazing. It was classic. Yeah. Oh, dear. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We've got some shout-outs. Word. Do them. All right. This is people um, who rated and reviewed and IG storied and snap- yes. Snapchatted. All yes. the above. Um, so thank you to French Kissies. That's right. a really cool name. So thank you, French Kissies. And Marivic... Oh, God. I should probably read these before I'm recording. Marivicastillo Tips. It's exactly it. I guarantee it. Mer... Any help? Nope. <laughs> Everyone's just gone silent. All right, you're on your own, All right, homie. there you go. All right, I'm sure... I b- Stiletto Tips. Mar- Castell- <laughs> anyway, yes. Thank you very much for screenshot. I appreciate it, guys. And then an iTunes review of the week. This comes from NSHC24. I keep mentioning relationship theory bits to my husband and family because they're so illuminating of a healthy relationship. Tom and Lisa have great chemistry together, obviously. So thank you so much for that review, guys. We are now reading them out once a week. So please do rate and review the podcast. And then also, if you have any questions, feel free to email them at connect at impacttheory.com. And if you want to stay anonymous, we absolutely respect that. So just, just make let sure us you know. say, yeah, that you want to be anonymous. Yes. Word. Oh, and today was a hundred episode of um, release of Impact Theory. Yep. And congratulations. congratulations to you, baby. It's all right. I know it's in your soul. Same it to you. It is in my soul. All right. So let's get to the questions. Question number one is from Irvin R. Sanchez. How do you balance building your entrepreneurial vision and business without your loved one feeling forgotten about? My vision includes my girlfriend and son, but I find it hard to explain that I'm not ignoring her and him, but it's important to build my business because when things go well, we will have the time and resources to do whatever we please whenever we please. Any ideas? You're going to give some great advice, but I'm going to jump in before you <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, please. The one thing I have said to you, and you, you started doing this, and I was like, it actually doesn't help. Because you were just like, babe, just through this phase. Just through this phase. Just another 18 months. Yep. And the truth is, you're an entrepreneur at heart. 
you like chasing things. You love to chase things. It makes you feel alive. You seem alive when you're doing it. So to pretend that's going to end at some point, like, let me just get over it's, I think, not helpful for you or for me or for our relationship. So I re- started to want to reframe it. It's like, look, I don't mind that it's going to be like this all the time. But we have to pay attention to our relationship and figure out how we are able to do both. Because in pretending what happened, at least in the past, was you kept saying to me 18 months. And for me, I started feeling like... It only took 15 years. It only took 15 years. So when you're saying 18 months, like be patient, I would be patient and then something would happen and you would say, okay, but I, I do need 18 months. And it's not like you were deliberately lying to me or trying to lead me astray. Right. But over time, that weighed on me. It's like, look, now I just feel like you're taking it for granted. Let's just stop pretending. Let's say it's going to take 15 years. And then how do we as a couple live a great life and a rela- have a great relationship under these circumstances? So I just want to preface it that when you say, once we have the time and resources, you need to be very honest with yourself to say, is that actually true? Because we've got more money than we've ever had, but we actually spend less time together than we ever had. But it's okay because we, we navigate. But don't pretend that just having the money and the resources now, all of a sudden, you're going to stop work and live a life of just, you know, utter indulgence with each other. I doubt that's ever actually going to happen. Yeah, that is almost verbatim what I was going to say is, one, they need to acknowledge that they are ignoring them. Mm-hmm. And so saying, hey, I'm not ignoring you, just is, it's going to ring false to them because you are. Now, that doesn't mean that that's necessarily bad. There is a time and a place to focus on the business and not focus on them. But there's also a time and a place to focus on them. And I think that was the big lesson that you brought home was you spoke up. It, it was You gave me a lot of leeway, which I think is also very powerful because I told you, look, I am ambitious. I told you that from the jump. And I always told you, you can ask me to make any change in my life, but don't ever ask me to give up my ambition because that is so fundamental to who I am mm. that if I were to get rid of that to give you more time, I would resent you for it and it would end up destroying the relationship. And so, you wouldn't be present in the time that we would then spend together. I won't even give it that. I, I just think the reality is that that spark that you find attractive in me, the thing that I love about myself, that drive, that desire to improve and grow and get better, like that is the same kernel that makes me want to grow a business or whatever. It's to start with nothing and turn it into something. So that just is a driving force in my life. And it's something that not only do I think I have naturally, but then I've fostered that massively and turned that into something far bigger than it otherwise would have been. So having the conversation and saying, I am ambitious, this is important to me. This is not like, don't just say, but I'm doing all of this for you. Now I get that feeling I've said on this show and I've told you many times, like I really do like the notion that everything I do, I do for you. But you also called me out and you said, but what if something happened to me? Wouldn't you just keep working this hard? And the truthful answer was yes. (laughs) But nonetheless, I put you front and center and I give that the meaning and I let everything that I do be imbued with, I'm doing this for her. So even though it is a driver in my life and that if it wasn't you, it would be something else, that is meaningful. And while I don't yet have the words to express how important it is to take someone or something that you love and actively put it into the center of your universe so that you orbit around it. Now I think that you have to be on purpose, yeah. No, a purpose, it's just a purpose. So now I am very confident that if that center of my universe were removed, as much as that would be 
devastating. It would be devastating in a, for a finite period of time because I wouldn't allow myself to just fall apart. Mm. And so I would then need a new gravitational center and I would place that there and whether that was purpose or something else. Um, I just, I understand that you have to have a gravitational center. So I would say, you are my gravitational center. You and our child are the gravitational center of my universe. But as a part of that is also, what am I as the orbiting body made up of? And one of the fundamental elements of my existence is ambition. So you have to understand that just as removing you causes me to at least temporarily fall out of orbit, removing my ambition would cause me to fall apart as a sustainable body. So... Once they understand that, that that's a core part of your personality, then you've acknowledged that, that all the bullshit of the sentiment of like, no, 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 I'm just doing this for us. This is for us and our family. They, they just, some part of them knows that isn't true. Mm. Or they may know, you're asking me to pay a price that's too high, I'm not willing to. Mm. So I, I would rather you went and had a nine to five job. And we make, you know, let's say we make $65,000 a year together, but I'm down for that if I get you at 5.30 every night and then on weekends, and we never have to think about our jobs, which, by the way, is a perfectly fine life mm -hmm. if that's really what people want. So all the bullshit that they can feel in your statement goes away because you're telling them the God's honest truth. Mm. Some of this is I need to be a certain way for me and for my fulfillment. And then some of this is that, yes, I want to build this and grow this, but I, I want to do that for you. I want you to be at the mm. center of that. I want to serve you in a way that's meaningful to me and not just meaningful to you. Um, so I think that having that conversation is super important, but then acknowledging that you must spend uh, enough quality time together that you're able to sustain a thriving relationship. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I will say is this probably isn't true for everybody because I know virtually little that's true for everybody, but for a certain type of person, and I will vehemently put myself in that, nothing, not there isn't a level of success that beats those moments where you and I are locked in on each other, nothing else exists, we're in a, like a little cocoon of emotion and we're just like revolving around each other and sometimes it lasts five hours, sometimes it's an hour, sometimes it's a whole day, but like you're just, you're locked in on each other and we certainly do that on vacations. And in those moments, there's such a rejuvenation. There's this deep neurochemical connection. Oxytocin is flowing like crazy. Vasopressin is flowing like crazy. You feel connected. You feel at ease. You feel understood. Like there is nothing better than that. And so knowing that to stay true to myself, I have to be some kind of way, but to get the thing that I love the most in the world. I have to prioritize my relationship and the sanctity of my marriage above all else. Mm. So any one business I would burn to the ground if I had to, to make sure that I was respecting our relationship. Having said that, I can say that because I have a wife and a partner that understands it, has that bug herself. We're working to build something together and you're never abusive. So you let six and a half years go by of me working all the time, every day, seven days a week, I mean, it, nothing's ever truly 365, but it was so abusively close to that. But can I be honest? I wouldn't do that now. No, and you shouldn't because we learned the lesson. Right. I'm just saying like you gave me the rope right. and then established your credibility as saying, I speak up only when it's really damaging the yeah. relationship. And once you had the clarity that, hey, this really is damaging the relationship and the big key that hopefully we're able to give to people is 18 months is bullshit. The success isn't guaranteed. This right. is a lifestyle. It's a forever yeah, thing. Exactly. So you have to make it work in forever mode. Yeah. 
And the other thing that I'm going to add is where he says, um, I find it hard to explain that I'm not ignoring her or him, but it's important to build my business. I want to define ignore. So me and you did that in the sense of what do I, I feel as the wife, I fundamentally need from my husband for our marriage to be successful. What do I need? Right. Then what do I want? Those are two very different things, right? So I started after the six and a half year mark. That's when I was like, hey, I need you to change. We need to change something. Otherwise, this will be very detrimental to our relationship. Now it's like, it's a very different, like, I really want to spend time with you. Okay, but I know that it's not dangerous. So I don't bug you about it. I may say, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Whatever. Um, but it never becomes um, dangerous. The second I become like, okay, I really need something, that's when kind of we have the communication. Um, but we've already kind of established that. So I would say if you're in a, also in another, a new relationship or just with somebody where you're having this issue, define, ignore, like what does she absolutely need from you and get super detailed. Like is that, I need a date once a week and I need you to put your phone away. I need you to call me every single day. Like. Divide those up. What are the needs? What are the wants? And are you willing to then give it to her? Because I think that sometimes there's a silent push and pull in relationships and no one really wants to say the actual truth. But I think like you're only pushing off the inevitable, right? Be honest, sit down, say what you both need, say what you both want, and then see if you're both willing to buy into it. Now, obviously I get that it's extremely hard because they have a child together and that makes it even more difficult. Um, but I would say like, you still need to do that because otherwise it's going to be a constant struggle. You're going to be on different pages, um, and you just need to set yourselves up for success. Yeah. Don't test each other. So if you know what you want and need and you aren't saying it because you think that he or she should discover it for themselves and want to give it to you, that's you're testing them and they will fail because they don't think like you think, which brings me to my other point, which is highly tactical, which is Take the love languages test. There are five love languages. Figure out what your partner, what their love language is. Is it quality time? Is it touch? Is it gifts? Is it words of affirmation? Like, what is it? And then once you have that, it becomes a lot easier to give them the gift they want to receive right. rather than the gift you would want to receive. Right. So that's really, really important. Yeah, because she's saying, like, you ignore me, but he may be like, what are you talking about? I text you all the time. Right, but or he that- may not even value. Quality time may, may rank dead last on his right. list. That's what I'm saying. So he may reach out to her every day and text her. And she's like, but I don't ever see you. He's like, but I, I, I'm always thinking about you. I text right. you in sh- to show you that I'm thinking about you. But she doesn't receive it in the way that he means it. So yeah, going back to the love languages. So important. We only did that fairly recently in our relationship. We kind of figured it out. Yeah, but the test fairly is, recently yeah. being 18 months ago or whatever. Exactly. All right, next question. This comes from Joseph John Belland. My partner is tired all the time. What can I do for her to really let her know she is appreciated? Mind you, I'm a cripple with no income. She doesn't like massages, baths, etc. She really needs a break, but I don't know how to give her that. Wow, this is a powerful question. So here's the great news. I believe in Christmas lists. I believe in telling somebody what you want for your birthday. And I really believe in when you have a partner to just ask them exactly what they want Mm. and have them tell you. And it can be an incredibly fun conversation. Like if they know that you want them to win so badly, you want them to get what they want, that like you just want to sit down and hear, like tell me all the things. What are some rad things that I could do for you? Like what would stoke you beyond imagining? And if 
if they're stuck in testing land where they have a mm. fundamental belief that if you loved me, you would figure that out. You would know that. Which I used to have. Yes. Before I met you. Yes. It's never been a big struggle in our life. So for whatever reason, you adapted very quickly. Um, but you're right. You used to like surprises were everything. I think I just let you down so atrociously. And I, but you could tell like he really tried, but he yeah. really tried and was so far off as to scare me a little and make me question whether I want to be with this man. But I think the mixture of sincere effort and just disastrous outcome, you were like, okay, I need to rethink this. Yeah, the moment that it was Christmas and the New York trip. No, Christmas and you bought me. Oh, that me. was early. I was hinting that yeah, I wanted to watch. And I told you that I hinted and you're like, I know what it is. Christmas Day comes, you're at your mum's oh, so we're across so the uh, world from each other. And I'm like, oh my God, he said he knew what it was. I'm so excited. I open up, I'm thinking it's a watch. It's teeth whitening strips. Bless you, they were 50 bucks. They're not cheap. So the I was dirt poor, so that was very expensive. I was like poor. freaking out. But you're like, but you said that like you wanted whiter teeth. Oh, you God. said you'd hinted. So I was like, God, what is she? And you said I've hinted <laughs> multiple times. So I was like, what has she hinted about multiple times? God, she said she's always wanted to try the teeth whitening things. Maybe that's it. Yeah. So the fact that you made the effort, but eventually. Oh, I, I racked my yeah, brain. Yeah, I know. But the result wasn't ideal. Was so atrocious. yeah, that's when we're like, just And then when you told me, other. I was like so embarrassed. And yes, because my family always did Christmas lists from, from the time that it's I was clever. a little kid. So I was like, yeah, we've got to switch to this. This is a nightmare. You didn't get what you wanted. I now feel terribly. Yeah. And I wasted so much time trying to figure it out. And then I spent money on it. So I was like, this is dumb. Yeah. So let us just start doing lists. So anyway, interpersonal stuff, it's Sorry, the same yeah. thing. Like he's got this beautiful opportunity to sit her down, to have this amazing conversation where he's going to get to learn this incredible stuff about her where it's like, what do you want? And in that will be, I, like, those kinds of moments of discovery are so much fun. And that's part of the fun of being in a relationship this long is watching each other evolve and think about how different the answers used to be and, like, how much you're changing. Mm. But part of the way that we've always continued to grow together, because I actually hear something scary in this, if I'm really honest. Oh, yeah. So hiding in this question is they haven't had this conversation. And I'm going to guess he feels a deep amount of insecurity. And the fact that he told us that he's crippled and With doesn't no have income, income yeah. is like he's trying to tell us something. Yeah. Now, if I know guys, it's like he's letting us know he probably doesn't feel extraordinarily great about not being able to provide financially and doesn't feel extraordinarily great about not being able to like sweep her off her feet. You know mm. what I mean? Like, so, but my my God's honest reaction, and you know me, so you'll know if this is true. My actual reaction when, when he said, I'm crippled and I don't work, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. The amount of time that he'll be able to put in to do this crazy cool shit, where if she tells him like, oh, you know, I'd love this, that, or the other, and it's like, he can actually deliver on that. Now, I think that there are things that he can do to overcome, you know, like, you have to ask yourself, how's the worst thing that ever happened to me to the best thing? So if he thinks that being crippled and not having a job are the worst things in his relationship, how do you make them the best things? Okay, well, you may have more free time. And then on top of that, like, how are you going to make the things that you do, create, whatever for her, how can you make being crippled 
advantageous to that. Now, without knowing exactly what she wants or what the dynamic of the relationship is, but there is some way to flip that and make it extraordinary, even if it's only, like you said, okay, she doesn't like massages, but is there something that he can do with the part that is able-bodied um, or something that's harder for him, but he's still willing to do it and can really get bonus points, essentially. Like, oh my God, you did that. Like, that must have been difficult, but he's willing to do it. So if he can reframe it, find that, have the conversation, don't try to guess. She doesn't try to test him and make him figure it out, but they have this exciting open conversation about it. And then they need to have the conversation about his um, disability and find out like where she's at. You know, if, if he's insecure about her feelings about it, bring it up. Then if she or says- Or she's high because she's working a lot because he, do, he can't work maybe. Say that again? Maybe she, one part of why she's so tired. tired is she's working a lot. So now I'm just assuming, but maybe there's some guilt for him who's like, fuck, she's working so much. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I don't have income. So she needs to. So there's a bit of him feeling guilty there. Um, I'm, again, I'm just yeah. guessing. Very, very possible. And that opens a whole can of worms about, man, he could be a dropship affiliate marketer. Like there's actually ways, uh, but I don't know enough about this situation. So for now, I'll just say, no, that right. even is impossible. Right. Um, but... If they aren't doing the testing and they both want each other to win, but he has insecurity around the disability to ask her point blank, get her to answer, and then he has to accept her answer because insecurity is not sexy. So I get it. Like we all have things to be insecure about, but if you spend your time being insecure, that only makes things worse. So I think that they've got an amazing opportunity to really do something rad for each other, but it starts with figuring out what she actually wants, what would help her feel energized, um, and then, yeah, have that conversation frequently. And, like, let's not overlook the fact that this guy has seen that his partner is tired and wants to do something about it. Like, dude, that's amazing, and I love that, and it shows that you really do care about her. So, Joseph, if you're listening, like, I really would say, like, the fact that you're willing and want to make her feel better is fantastic. So don't brush by that. Like, let her know, I really care about you. You mean so much to me. I see that you're tired. Baby, I really want to be there for you. I really want to... Like, that alone is very nice and sweet. So I don't want to, like, gloss over that either. I love that you said that. Now I'm going to reach into the darkness. What's the darkness? I think he's asked her what he can do, and she keeps saying nothing. Mm. Nothing. Nothing. What can you do? Nothing, nothing. I'm fine, I'm fine. Don't keep asking, I'm fine. So, Joseph, if that's the kind of answer that you're getting, because I think that that is very, very likely, that Mm -hmm. some variation of that, like, how are you? Fine. How was your day? Fine. And it's like, you just know that some... You used to give me those answers. Yes, a thousand percent. How do you think, like, every theory is autobiographical. So it's like, I get how these things happen. I'm not being judgmental in the slightest. I get it but now I'm saying there we have to have that conversation yeah I think that he has a deep desire to want to do something rad for a significant other but I think he has deep insecurities that probably are warranted because they're not having the right conversations Mm. yet and so getting together and getting past that he's going to have to outline what he wants he's going to have to outline what communication is he cannot become a servant for her she has to serve him as much as he serves her yeah like they're going to have to really find equality in the relationship and i think it's going to be fucking hard because i think i'm guessing man and this is always so fucking hard because we know only what they ask so i just start reaching into archetypes about what i know about humans Mm. and insecurities Mm. and all that But it's like, I think he's in real danger of becoming just uh, a pleaser and trying to make her happy. 
And so he's got to find something in himself yeah. to feel the self-worth, to like have that confidence and swagger, disability or no, to bring to the table to be like, I'm not in like a bravado way, but like to really find that sense of self. He needs to have a sense of self. And then we need to break through almost certainly to why she's not yet given him like, hey, this is a team effort. Let's figure it out. Yeah, I'm fucking exhausted. Like, what can we do together to really find the solution? And if that solution is that he learns about affiliate marketing or, um, God, I'm really reaching now, but is a research assistant to help her like make more money so she can move up, but they're really doing it as a team. Like, you and I have found really good ways of doing that. Like even when I was the only one that was working, I never resented you for that because you were the CEO of Bill U Industries. So it was like you were doing things at home and just to so facilitate people me at yeah, work. Yeah, I was going to say, if people have never heard us use that phrase before, it basically I was a housewife, but we gave me a cool title. Yeah, which reframed I'm everything. I'm still really analyzing though why I didn't like the word housewife. I don't want to like Derail sidetrack, this, but... yeah, but... So anyway, uh, we could go on forever. Yeah. We don't have enough details, but I just didn't want to be all Pollyanna no, because I'm guessing that. there's some difficulties in there yeah. that have to be worked through. They're going to have to come together as a team and really want each other to win. They're going to have to have some hard conversations. If she's really just saying no, nothing, 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 it's like, you know, now we have to have it, but he can't approach it from like a needy place. He's got to find that like security and, and own himself. Yeah. All right. Next question. This is Alonzo Pina. Hi guys, I'm engaged and my fiance sometimes doesn't seem to know I exist. She has a son of her own from a previous relationship. I absolutely love the kid. I've picked up and volunteered a lot of uh, volunteered a lot of responsibilities such as being her alarm clock, LOL, getting her lunch ready in the morning, waking her son up and getting him ready and taking him to school. I also deal with the biological father a lot due to visitations and current court cases. I sometimes tend to feel that I give so much but yet receive so little from her. I don't do the things I do to get anything in return. I do them because I love helping out and I love my fiance and her son to death. But I just wish she would be a little more affectionate with me. We have talked about it and she tells me that she's not very affectionate and is not used to showing it. And I try my best to understand where she's coming from. I really do. I just wish she would put a little more effort. How do I communicate this to her? Well, he did a very good job of communicating it to us. So the question becomes, how does he communicate it in a way that she's receptive to maybe? Um, So I'm going to answer that question quickly and then I'm going to give the answer that I really want to give. So the actual question that you asked, how do you communicate that to her? So letting somebody know what you want, what would need to happen for your needs to be met. Um, Someone somewhere along the lines when he explained this or something made him feel like, well, you can't just do nice things to get nice things in return. Let me fucking tell you. If a relationship isn't give and take, you've got a problem. You've got a problem. So yes, don't do something just thinking about what you're going to get because that doesn't feel good. The other person will feel your intentions. But if the other person doesn't want to give you like you want to give them, there is a problem in the relationship. So I would say don't be bashful. There are things you're going to want in the relationship and you should absolutely tell your partner with all the love and joy in your heart because they should want to know how to make you happy. So laying it out for them and say, hey, here are the things that I think make you happy. Here are the things that I'm doing. Are they actually making you happy? Are these things you're stoked on or is there something else that I can do to really show my affection? Again, love languages. What do they respond to? Is it you know touch? Is it words of affirmation? Is it quality time? Um, is it gifts? Like what is it? What do they want? And make sure that you're communicating in that language. Make sure you tell them what your language is. Make sure you know what your language is. 
And then constant communication, constant candor and being really honest about what you feel and how things are happening. Okay, that's how you communicate all that. Now, the answer that I really want to say is... Can you, before you say the answer, can I just add one thing to what you just said? I would also get very specific. So, like, if you want affection, okay, yeah, I want affection. What does that actually mean? Because communication, I mean, like, going back to what you're saying, communication is so important, but even now me and you miscommunicate with each other. So I just like to get uber specific. Mm. Like, I want more affection. Okay, what does that mean? When we're in the car and you're sitting in the passenger seat, I want you to reach over to me and touch my leg or hold my hand. Like, get so specific because it may seem silly and I think that that's why people don't actually do it. But there are so many moments where I was sitting there when we first started dating and I was like, I wish he, I hope he holds my hand. You know, when he walks past me, is he going to like Mm. give me a kiss on my neck? And even just the other day, you said something. I did, to me. Yeah. yeah. It was funny because I didn't. We had it was the Thanksgiving weekend, mm. and you walked by me, and for a second I caught myself going, "I hope he touches my ass as he walks by." <laughs> and and you and you, I think you did. You like scraped by me, and I was like, "Thank you, baby." Like I, I didn't even realize that my subconscious acknowledges that you were passing me behind me, and but anyway. So I just I thought to myself, you know what? I actually feel this a lot. I need to tell him that because. You don't realize. And right, so I do it sporadically. I do right. it like, and also partly thinking like, well, I'm doing it for me, but she may not like it as much as I like it. But it didn't like bubble up enough for me to go, hey, I love doing that. It's like such a cute little sign of affection. I've never actually asked you if you enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, and it was, again, like We've one of these, together how, 18 years. how have I not said this? Yeah, how have I not said that out loud? And it was just the right moment where I was like, oh, he did it. And I was like, I should tell him. Anyway, so going back to be uber specific. When we're around my parents, I love you to hold my hand. When we go out to a movie, I want you to hold the door open for me. Like, what are the specific things you actually want to see? Because they're never going to be able to guess. Sorry. Now go to your final thought that's about to shake everything up. Well, I mean, it's just super direct, which is, I think there is such a thing as a mismatch. And if you have a mismatch you guys aren't gonna, like you have such a discrepancy in values and what you want, because he said what, that she doesn't like to communicate? So, or show affection? Show affection, Um, yeah. So one of two things is true. Either she doesn't like to show affection to you, and she's masking that as I don't like to show affection, right? I've always loved that concept of, they're just not that into you. Mm. And like finally owning that, there's so much freedom in that. Now I don't know them, I don't know if that's true. Love that line. But yeah, it it is so powerful. Like it's just so simple. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that you're undesirable to a massive swath of humanity. It just means that particular person is not that into you. Mm. So, eh, great, so what? Next, you know? So I think that there are times where People have a mismatch of values. Like the things that they value in life just don't line up. And so like for me, if I was dating somebody and they were like, I'm just not affectionate, I'd be like, peace. But because, you say like, that. No, no, no. Peace, no, motherfucker. No, no. Boning out later. <laughs> Thanks. Like that is such a value system misalignment for me. But here's the thing though. Do you remember? Because as you were talking, I was like, oh, I wonder if he remembers. When we first met, uh-huh. I never liked you to touch my face. Yes, oh, I remember okay, very well. Okay, now, if someone told you that now, let's say something happened yeah. to me and you now met someone and you go to be affectionate, and I literally did this, I can't believe I used to do this, but I flinch. Yes. Because I was so paranoid about my skin, we had acne in the family. Do you remember what changed all that for you? Um, no. Wow, you don't no. remember. Batman. Oh, you're right, a dog. Yeah. 
Yes, right. You finally let him kiss your face. I did let him. Because he so wanted to show you love. Yeah, you're and right. Wow, I forgot about that. You then finally, I was like, you let him lick your face. <laughs> I'm going to touch your face. <laughs> I'm not taking any shit. But, but what I'm saying is back then, it wouldn't have been a deal breaker. Right. But now you're saying peace. Yeah, but now, especially now, I'd be like, I, look, I get it. Everybody has their thing. Yeah. That's not a value system misalignment. That's you saying, look, I have a thing. I don't want to get acne. I don't want people touching my face. It's like, okay, it's weird. You're taking it to an obsessive level. But, okay, you're ultra affectionate with me in a thousand other ways. Mm -hmm. You make me feel like you're number one. My life is clearly better on every measurable, like, thing being with you. So... The fact that you're like a little weird about your face and have to have special face towels and not allowed to dry my hands on your face towel, what like the, you what just kind of craziness is that? You just adapt. That was like whatever. Because in it just every like, woman, by the way, agrees like, with oh, me. Wait, somebody just would dry their hands on a face towel. Just what? To be Guys like a face towel? You have a separate towel for your face? So yeah. So that was that to me is not a value alignment, like or a misalignment. You're not always like it's not like you're gonna see everything in life the same but there are like if somebody told me that they didn't like to be affectionate oh yeah then i'd be like okay cool that's your value is that you do yeah it. yeah like let me tell you that touch makes my list of love languages yeah. so i just be like hey i get it no yeah. worries whatsoever i'm not the right person for you because i get down like that mm. and being touched is hugely important to me and makes me feel some kind of way that I really like. And so, hey, the thought of not having that in my life is wholly uninteresting to me. So the problem is people wait to address this shit until they're like six years and three kids into the relationship. And then it's like, okay, great, I get it. My advice is going to seem bad. But man, you're missing out on a huge part. Like you can be so into your partner, you almost can't see straight. Mm. And most people just aren't there. And some of it is just bad communication. In fact, I'll say 95% of it is addressable. 5% of it is you need to break up with them. Mm. And so I don't know if this is a value system alignment and we just have a problem that's never going to be overcome or if it's addressable. But I, I think we've touched. Both. Yeah, one thing I also want to address though is why isn't she into affection, right? Like, Let's be honest, it could be some past that she, you know, has emotionally scarred her or hurt her. So getting down to the core of that, like, is it just like, eh, it's just not me? Well, if that was me and I was in her position, mm. and let's say it's just, it's just not me, I'm not affectionate. Yep. And you said to me, this is important. Like, I so need this in our relationship. Mm. I love you, I want to be with you, but this is fundamental to us being successful for the rest of our lives. If you told that to me and I was just like, I'm not, I'd be like, okay, Lisa, you need to get affectionate and you need to get affectionate immediately. But, right, so like, is it just out of willingness and not willingness? Does she not necessarily... And if you really, you want to get crazy? Yeah. We can get crazy. Let's get crazy. Because now you're dealing with attachment styles. Now this is scary shit. It's not impossible to change, but holy hell... Do you have to want to change when you have to unwind an attachment style given by like, I forget there's multiple different variations. You can read all about it. Just Google attachment style. Mm. And there's like people that their parents smothered them. Um, mm. There's people that their parents were like, uh, it's like called enmeshed ambivalent or some crazy shit. But it has to do with like they're, they're coming and attending to your needs sometimes and other times they totally withdraw. Right. Then there's 
um, withdrawn and so the parent is always just like aloof and not attached and so the child like doesn't form bonds like that which sounds like this person where it's like I've never had that kind of affectionate relationship and so I've just not grown up with it so I'm essentially like from that perspective like a person there is a radical neurological difference mm. between a person who grew up with sight and then say at 25 loses their sight right. and let's say a year later they you know get um, their eyes um, augmented I forget the procedure to give people sight back I forget exactly what's bionic but they can literally give cameras and then it feeds data and it actually is perceived as vision so um, you can do that to somebody that has never had sight, depending mm. on where the problem developed. And you can do that to somebody who had sight and then lost it. If you do that to somebody who had sight and lost it, they regain massive amounts of vision, they have no trouble interpreting the world, and it's miraculous. You give that, in fact, there's a famous story about this guy that um, either never had sight or lost his sight at like three, and then got the implants when he was like 45. Mm-hmm. And he said there were times he would just put a blindfold on because he couldn't take it. Yeah. It was just the information was so weird to yeah. him and the brain couldn't quite make sense of it all. And so, yes, like he could tell, I think that's my son. And so, but he said it was just so weird. And he'd gotten so good at navigating his world with, without it. And he said, I had no sense of missing something. So he was like, that was just my life. So it's like a dog doesn't look at you and go, oh my God, poor human, you know, you can't smell. Or maybe they do. But we don't have any sense of like missing out on something. Even though their sense of smell is like a thousand times better than ours. Mm. But we don't feel like, oh my God, we, we can't smell at all. So that is, it isn't that it's impossible, but whoa, if somebody is, you know, 25 now or 35 and they have never developed in that way, they've never developed uh, affection, they've never had secure attachment, that's one of them, secure attached um, attachment style, it's like, wow. Now, I, I want to confess, I am not, I'm at the edge of my understanding now. In fact, I'm probably talking a little beyond it. So please don't construe this for advice. This is not advice. This is me just groping through something I find interesting but it's like that is definitely something that would give me pause because I there we are not even though like I talk a lot about how much we can change because it is extraordinary it's not infinite so there are some things yeah but like if you said to me for instance hey I really need you to be affectionate and I had to like it's not necessarily missing from my life I don't necessarily need it but I said to you okay well what does that actually look like for you and you broke it down and you're like I'd love you to grab my hand and blah 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 like yeah but can we get to the secret part I don't want you to do it mechanically sure but like if you need me to get there then you have to train and so it's like the first time you touched my face I was squeaming like I was is that the right word squeaming what's the the word squirming squirming thank you squirming squirming. I was that's my comment I was screaming inside right (laughs) (laughs) so I was squeaming um and literally, like, I remember thinking, oh, like, oh, my God, okay, Lisa, just take deep breaths. Like, his hands are fine. You're not going to get... Like, I had to coach myself through it. Mm. Now, look, now I don't even think twice. You touch my face, it's great. Like, I, don't, I literally don't think about it. But, like, anything, you have to train to get your hand away from me. You have to train yourself. So I understand you don't want it to be mechanical, but in order to maybe develop the habit... Like, if this is what you actually want and the woman's, the person is willing to try and meet you yeah, there, yeah, 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 yeah. then you're going to have to... Right, you're 100% you're, right. Yeah. A thousand percent, you're 100% right. That's good. I like that. <laughs> 
Um, so I just think you need to make the decision or find out if they're willing to make the attempt to meet yeah, you there. And if they're not willing to make the attempt, then and you have to decide whether it's a deal breaker for you. And then you have to move on. Like, is it a deal breaker? Yes or no? And I think this really goes for anything in relationships. Like, if it's a deal breaker, then you have to address it. If it's not a deal breaker, you've got to let it go and you've got to move on. But holding on to it, hoping, wishing that one day it may happen, it's never going to just happen accidentally. Mm. So I think you need to sit down, go over it, talk about it, and then figure out those next steps and if she's willing to. But I think you have to establish and unwind not even unwind, but is there a reason why she isn't affectionate? Does it actually like cause trauma with her? Yeah, and does she want? And does she? Yeah. To be affectionate. Exactly. All right. So we're out of time. Oh, we're out of time. Guys, thank you for joining us. Always amazing. And if and this is bringing you value, yes. please do screenshot it, guys. One of our big rate things, and rate and, and review. In fact, it. yeah, that's our big thing really right now that we're trying to um, get to is rate and review on this podcast. Let us know. We're doing shout outs every week. And if you haven't also gone over and checked out Women of Impact, it's Word. also on podcast Word. Um, and Word. on YouTube. But if you're a podcast person, then do go over to our channel. And women, if you want to go watch Women of Impact, fine. But guys, it is required viewing. If you want to be a fly in the wall for real of what women actually talk about and how they talk when you're not around, this show is for you. Yeah. I love it the most. Thank you. All right, guys, until next time, my friends. Be legendary. Be legendary. Peace out. Peace out. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.